You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Suffering the sins of others is the title of this devotion. Jesus is the perfect example of this. And the Apostle Paul pursued two things, among many others, I'm sure, in his knowledge of the Lord Jesus. He talks about the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus for whom for whom's knowledge of knowing him I've suffered the loss of all things, that I may know him. And then he says in two ways, in the power that overflows from his resurrection that he exerts in all those who believe upon him. Number one, that I may know the power that overflows from his resurrection, that I may know it in me, that resurrection life that comes through Jesus Christ made alive from the dead. Number two, the fellowship of his suffering so that I may be like him. You see, we many times like the powers of the kingdom, but the character is what really showed that Jesus is the Son of God and that draws all men to him. He said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. You see, it is in his suffering or sin that the attraction of the loving heart and compassionate mercies of the Father are most perfectly made manifest. Again, it is in his suffering or sin that the mercy and grace and long sufferance and abounding goodness and truth of the Father's nature, of which we read in Exodus 34, are most perfectly displayed. Jesus in John 14 verse 30 said, the prince of this world is coming for me, but he has nothing in me. There's nothing in me that belongs to him. We have nothing in common. He has no power over me, but I do, verse 31, so that the world may know I love the Father. In him suffering our sins, he displayed the Father's love for us and his love for the Father. Again, in Jesus suffering our sin, he displayed the Father's love for us and his love for the Father. And this is what I want to talk to you about today, suffering the sins of others. Here in Isaiah 53, starting at verse three, it says, he is despised and rejected by men. When we are despised and rejected, we don't always do so well. And the Holy Spirit wants you to come to know this beautiful Savior, Jesus Christ, how when he was despised and rejected, he did not revile, he did not threaten, committed himself to him who judges righteously and waited for the Father to glorify himself in him. He bore that pain of being despised and rejected. This is part of you being enabled by Jesus to, in, to know the fellowship of his suffering. 
to suffer the sins of others, to be able to have this grace of Christ that when you are despised and rejected, you have a sweetness about you that does not come from human earthly nature. It comes from God's divine nature. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he bore our grief and carried our sorrow, yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, We have turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth and so forth as a lamb to the slaughter. You see, that spirit of Jesus is the great nature, the great character, the great divine attribute of his divinity in heaven as the Lamb of God worthy to open the scrolls of which we read in the book of Revelation. You see, what makes Jesus worthy to be our great high priest is in that he suffered to obey the Father, or in his suffering when he obeyed the Father. He was perfect not only in the action of fulfilling what was spoken or in his obedience, but in his nature as the Lamb as the self-sacrificial, humble, meek, gentle Lamb of God. And that spirit, the Heavenly Father wants to give you in your ability or in His ability in you to bear the sins of others and thereby fulfill the law of Christ, as it says in Galatians 6. And that you have this grace about you, that you're able to bear it, not because you are tolerant to, you know, and that you agree with people's lifestyles. No, no, we're not talking about that. (laughs) We're not talking that you agree with people's actions and so forth. I've had the privilege to minister to people who had made terrible mistakes. Didn't mean that I agree with their mistakes by ministering to them, but I was had the privilege to minister that grace that helped free them and help open the door for them to come out of those mistakes do the riches of his extraordinary kindness make you take him for granted and despise him haven't you experienced how kind and understanding he has been to you don't mistake his tolerance for acceptance do you realize that all the wealth of his extravagant kindness is meant to melt your heart and lead you to repentance That's Romans 2, verse 4 in the Passion Translation. Oh, friends, it is not that we are tolerant in a sense that we agree. No, but there's a spirit about us that gives us that grace to suffer the sins of others and to suffer them sweetly and patiently and graciously. Amen? That there's this wonderful love about us And yes, all of us, I'm going to Jeremiah chapter 15, all of us can get to a point where, you know, I'm I'm done, Pastor. I'm done. I'm finished. And I understand certain things have consequences that cannot always be prevented. 
I understand that. I understand that. I, I have had the privilege to have people in the church who are very beautiful part of members of the congregation, but they've suffered divorce. They've suffered the pain of separation in marriage. And why do I say the privilege? Oh, I've seen their, their hearts of Christ in them suffering, suffering the painful consequences, sometimes of their own actions, sometimes of the action of their spouse. And I cannot imagine that kind of pain. Virginia and I may have had our challenges in 39 years, but the Lord has been able to help us through it all. But to, to think that I would have gone through divorce and not be with her to enjoy together, together, the grandkids, together, our children. Oh my goodness, it, 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 I can't imagine. And people go through these pains, but there's a lot of pains I know people go through that I haven't gone through. And perhaps there are pains that Virginia and I have gone through that others haven't gone through. I think we all have our burden to bear. And we all have things we go through in, your li in our lives that are unique. I know that I have suffered in some ways that I know some other people haven't. But it is that spirit of grace and glory of Jesus Christ that gives you the ability to suffer the sins of others. And I know you can get to a point you go, Lord, I'm done, I'm done. I have nothing left. And you could kind of give up <laughs> and be in a despair place because what you've gone through has had such a painful impact on you. It's been so brutal. It's been so, so unbearable. I understand that, and I, I mean what I say. I went through pain, and I'm just to put one foot in front of the other was a miracle. In other words, just to keep on saying, Father, I know you love me, I trust you, I know you're with me, Father. I know you're with me, Father. You are more than enough for me, Father. I know you're with me, I know you're with me, Father. I trust you. And you just keep walking, you keep persevering in faith, in the love of your Father. but but. How can you cope with it all? I, I couldn't cope with it all. I had a, 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 a yearly test and where they take your blood and look at all the, all the vital signs in your blood. And, and the doctor, a beautiful Christian man, he said to me, Pastor Robert, do you ever have any nerve issues? I said, well, Doctor, I, I, I said to Virginia recently, you know, I keep feeling my nerves, but I know the Lord's upholding me, but I keep feeling my nerves. He said, Pastor, your blood levels show that you, you should have had a breakdown. I said, well, perhaps in some ways I did, but the Lord is my strength. And you see, you go through lives that, through pain, suffering, the actions of others that can break you but the Lord can restore you and renew you and revive you. And here in Jeremiah chapter 15, and I really love this part of the scripture, God's servant had been broken. He had been broken by what he was going through with people. And we'll pick it up at verse 15. Oh Lord, Jeremiah 15. Here you see Jeremiah, he was broken, broken, broken by his family and Anadot so viciously coming against him because the king was 
being troubled by the Spirit and the anointing upon his life and, and all that was happening, everything he was going through, he was broken. And he said, oh Lord, you know, remember me and visit me. Take vengeance for me on my persecutors in your enduring patience. Do not take me away. Know that for your sake, I've suffered rebuke. <laughs> your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the assembly of mockers, nor did I rejoice and sat alone, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because of your hand, for you have filled me with indignation. Why is my pain perpetual? and my wounds incurable, which refuses to be healed. Will you surely be to me like the unreliable stream as waters that fail? In other words, are you like a mountain brook that dries up in the hot sun in the summer and provides no nourishment for the thirsty man? Will you be like a flood in the spring, but like a dry river in the desert in the summer. Will you be unreliable to me? Lord, why am I suffering so long with the sins of others, with the pain of it? So he was broken. He was broken. And the Lord says to him, if you return, then I will bring you back and you shall stand before me and if you take out the precious from the vial, you shall be as my mouth. Let them return to you, but you must not return to them. I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall, and they shall fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. <laughs> You see, the circumstances that causes us to suffer the sins of others do not always change right away, but we do. How do we? We grow in grace. We grow in this forbearing goodness of our Savior, this forbearing love of God, this unfailing goodness. And where we start having a grace about us that we can bear it and it doesn't touch us, it doesn't hurt us. You know, I'll never forget. Many years ago, this man was, I didn't know it, naturally speaking. I didn't know, but he was committing a wicked, wicked adultery against his best friend by taking his wife and betraying his own wife and children. I didn't know what he was doing. I knew nothing, but he acted like he was upset with me. And I thought, why be upset with me? I love you. I'm happy you're here in the church and your wife and children. I, I, God had not shown me what he was doing. But the Lord came to my spirit because he asked to see me. Uh, no, 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 excuse me. That, that was a different situation. The Lord just came to my spirit to spend a bit more time in prayer with him. So I was just, 
Oh, I was so happy in the spirit. I was caught up in my, in my union with the Lord and sharing the glory of Jesus as with the Father in heaven and enjoying the Holy of Holies in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. I was so happy. Oh, I'd spent so much wonderful time with the Lord in prayer. And then I came to the church and there he was. And I said, oh, hi, good to see you. Right, I wasn't aware of anything. And he said, can I see you? I said, sure, come on in here. <laughs> And the minute we stepped into that room and I was alone, evil came out of him. I mean, evil like I've never seen before. And it came with such wickedness and such evil and sin. And he just barked at me like a wild dog, seeking to devour me. And I had this most amazing experience of what I'm trying to show you today. I felt this grace, this spirit of grace and glory manifesting upon me. And while I could physically hear what he was saying, it did not penetrate me. It didn't hurt me, provoke me, wound me, crush me. I just sat there and looked at him and looked at him and looked at him. And after about 20 minutes of him barking with the most vilest way of talking, how son felt the Holy Spirit in me beginning to grieve and tears begin to flow down my cheeks. And I said to him, you know, I think it's time for you to go home now. I'll be praying for you. So let's go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and walk to the door so that you can stop, okay? And go on home and I'll be praying for you. I love you. And I opened the door and he walked out. And I'll tell you the truth, my heart, while I felt this amazing spirit of grace and glory of Christ on me, my heart was beating out of my chest wildly. And I went upstairs to the offices here and there was one of the pastors and I said, could you just lay hands on my heart and pray for me? And I never shared with anybody what he said. And then later I found out that he was so wickedly committing adultery and I didn't know it. What am I trying to say to you today? The Lord wants you to have this grace of Jesus to be able to suffer the sins of others. And we must learn it by practicing on a daily basis and by looking to Jesus and knowing that he goes before us in all that he suffered. He suffered, he looked at the joy set before him while he endured the cross and despised the shame and sat down at the right hand of God. And therefore the Lord says, looking unto Jesus, lest you grow weary and faint in bearing the sins and failings of others, but no God will deal with it. And God dealt with that man and I can, greet him and be happy to see him. I haven't seen him in the church for many, many years, but if I see him on the streets, I always feel a lot of love for him. I think when you have had the privilege to know the spirit of grace and glory and suffering the sins of others, it gives you a real heart of the Lord's compassion for them. Let's pursue that, amen? Have a good day.